Welcome to the Soul to Earth podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Koss, a psychic, energy healer, and spiritual mentor. My intention with this podcast is to walk alongside you on your spiritual path, supporting you in accessing your innate spiritual gifts in an authentic and down-to-earth way, making the supernatural more natural. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Soul to Earth podcast. We have such an exciting show today. I just have to say that Taylor Eaton is my favorite go-to money mindset and human design expert. I fangirled her for a long time. I got a reading with her, and then I also joined her membership. Um, You guys are going to love her. She's also from the Pacific Northwest, so we have that in common as well. And I can't wait for you guys to dive into this episode and get to know her. So first of all, welcome, Taylor. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to, to be here and to chat and just talk about all things human design. So I can't, wait. I know. And then you have a beautiful new daughter who's just a year old. We're going to get into all that. I'm yep. so excited. <laughs> okay. My love. So get share with me your journey, um, of where you were before and then how you got introduced to human design and, you know, tell me all about that. I, we can't yeah. about it. Well, it's funny. Cause when people ask me about this and how did you start out and how do you get into human design? It's part of me wants to say, Oh, this is it's not an interesting story. It's so, so boring. But then when I think about it, I'm like, it had so many pieces and so many different things. And of course, so much growth and lessons along the way. But for me, you know, kind of where this started for me was I left, I I went to college and I went to grad school for a semester afterwards and decided partway through grad school, this isn't for me. And I left. And by the time I left, looking at all of my student loan debt, I had like $100,000 in student loan because I went to an Ivy League for private, you know, for, um, for grad school and yeah. <laughs> then dropped out, you know, and I was just like, oh my gosh. So, um, so leaving school with that much debt and moving back home with my parents and not knowing what I was going to do because I hadn't planned on leaving school early and, you know, took up a job, a job nannying part time and just, was so uncertain of where I was going to go and had all this money baggage. And I, you know, did what everyone does is you work hard. That's what they tell us, right? Work hard, get a good job. And I had a good degree, a bachelor's from a good college, you know, and I just, I was like, okay, I'll just go and get a job. And I eventually got a job in publishing, which is kind of what I wanted to do because I always loved to write. And I started to do that. And I quickly started to become very disenchanted with the idea of working for somebody else, period. <laughs> it was at first I thought it was just the publishing industry, but as I, you know, kind of went through my professional career, which was really only about five years long in the, in the you know, corporate world, I started to see how so much of the way that we look at money and work is very broken in our society. And um, I didn't have the necessarily words for that at that time. I saw it more as I'm exhausted. I'm still broke no matter how hard I work, no matter how many promotions I get. And um, 
I just feel like I was lied to in a way where it was like, if you go to a good school and get good grades, then you'll be able to get a good job and your life will be set. Right. Especially financially. And I, I just remember being so fed up with that and thought it was such a lie because I was working so hard and I was good and I was getting promoted faster than anyone else. And yet still was barely getting paid enough to live at the time I was living in San Diego, where I'm from originally and couldn't make enough to live there because it's an expensive place. And it was just, you know, I just started to realize that I didn't like the way, and I didn't resonate with the way that I'd been taught to look at money and work in our society. And so I kind of, I started my own business. I was like, screw it. I'm going to on the side as I was working full-time in the publishing industry, I was like, I'm going to start my own business. At first I started out being a virtual assistant to, and I, to coaches. That was how I, I don't know this about you. So I want all the tea. I love it. I started out as a virtual assistant coaches and because I wasn't following that many coaches online, I wasn't in the online space at the time, but I, um, when I start, I can't even remember how I came across this woman who was doing a program of how to start your role in virtual assistant business. And I enrolled in it and, um, immediately signed like a client into it doing kind of some of the similar work I was doing in the publishing world, world but for a coach. And I, the reason I started working with coaches as virtual assistant was because when I started looking at the online space, I was like, these are the people who are doing really cool, fun, creative work. And they're also making a lot of money and they probably need support, which now on the other side of that, I can say is absolutely true for a lot of coaches <laughs> right. is we need a lot of support to help us kind of allow us to, to bring our vision to life and to help more people. So I was doing that, but very quickly, I realized as I worked for a few coaches within a couple months, I was like, I want to be a coach, right? So <laughs> I then started this journey of diving deep into the online coaching space because I saw how powerful their work was. I saw how they're doing things. And it was also in a really creative and, and for me, a lot of the coaches I resonate with were in a very spiritual way. And yeah. I didn't know that that existed for me. I always thought there was just therapy and that's it. And I'm not saying coaching is the same as therapy, but they were doing such deep transformational inner work with people that you typically only think is available in like a therapeutic kind of setting in some way. And so to see people just being able to do this and share clearly not as therapy, but as their own healing modalities, as a, a really deep spiritual, profound impact I was like, I want to do this, but I wasn't quite sure exactly where I wanted to start. And I kind of started off as a general life coach. And that was the time human design entered because at this point I had hired a business coach who was phenomenal and she was helping me build my life and my, my life coaching business and all this. But I, I remember doing all the things and I was getting some traction. I started a Facebook group. I started getting a following and it was, it was a few hundred people, but it was like, it was, it was happening. And it, people were purchasing little $10 things. I was like, Ooh, Ooh, it's starting. It was nowhere near enough to leave my job or anything like that. But I was like, Oh, we're making money. And, but I was still working hard to make the money. Right. And it was still exhausting. And I was still exhausted at my day job and I was still exhausted and still not having the reach and impact I wanted. And as my, as I started to kind of scale a little bit and started thinking like, maybe I can leave my day job and maybe my husband and I at that time, we'd just gotten married. And so I was on his health insurance. I was like, maybe I can leave if I save up a little bit. And so we kind of made plans to do that. And this was when I had like a free call with some random coach who I never even talked to again later, but on the coach, it was, it was like a consulting call for business. Right. And she's looking at my life style coaching business. And she said, do you know what your human design is? And I was like, what is human design? Right. And it, she, this wasn't even like a spiritual coaching call. It was nothing like, right. And it just came out. And I was like, I have no idea. I'd never heard of what it was. 
And she's like, if you want to send me your birth time and date, like after this call, I'll pull up your chart for you. And I like, I had no idea what I was like, what, what is this? Where are you pulling it up? Is it a paid thing? You know, like no clue. She pulls up my chart and sends it to me later. And I, it's when, if you, those of you, if you've never looked at a human design chart, or even those of you who have the first time you looked at a human design chart, and even still to this day, for many of you, you'll look at it and be like, what the hell am I looking at? Like, it is not intuitive. It's just a bunch of shapes and lines on an outline of a body. You're like, what am I looking at? And that was my reaction. I was like, what is this? And I've always kind of been someone who's, and this is a lot of my upbringing and conditioned, you know, kind of behaviors. I've been, I'm someone who's very logical and I'm someone who's very rational. Right. And, um, so I've, I've always been into the kind of spiritual aspect of things and I've liked astrology, but I haven't given it a lot of weight and stuff. So then when this human design thing was presented to me, I was like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think much of it. She told me, she said, you're a splenic projector like me. And we're a little bit rare, not really, but like a little bit, and not most, much of the, not most of the population are projectors. And she kind of said, you're meant to be a guide. And so coaching is probably going to be really successful for you. You know, she just kind of said these things and it wasn't anything to really do with it. It was just kind of like, almost like fortune telling. And that's kind of what I took it as. Is I just took it with a grain of salt and I was like, whatever. And I kind of discarded it. I put it aside. And, but I kept coming back to it. And I don't know why. And I don't know what kept drawing me back, probably just my, my splenic authority, my intuition, but I kept coming back to it and being like, there's something there. And I remember starting to Google a couple months later, like projectors and human design. And I started to see oh, the first thing you see when you Google projectors and human design is like, you're only supposed to work three, four hours a day. And that for me was like what I needed because I was so burned out. And I've been told my whole life, you have to work hard to make money. And with my family and their whole money history, it was a lot of bankruptcies, a lot of, you know, I never wanted for anything because they always put me and my brothers first, which was, they're such wonderful parents, but financially they struggled a lot, even into my adulthood. And so it was like, I had learned that money was hard to make. You had to work hard to make it. And then it was even harder to hold on to. Right. And that was just the cycle that I felt like was, that was how money works for everyone period. Right. And when I, this was like the first little thing that caught my attention was human design was saying as a projector, which is my design, you're not meant to work more than three or four hours. Mm. And I was like, what? And I was like, well, wouldn't that be nice? And then I started, but I couldn't let it go because the more I was working in my business and in my day job, the more I was starting to not only burn out mentally, but also physically, I was starting to get really bad migraines every other weekend and just completely out of action for like 48 hours. And I was, and there was no answer for it or reason, right? Like I was just miserable and I was so stressed all the time about my day job and it was a kind of high pressure. And, um, when I started being like, what if I could only make, I could make money working only three to four hours a day. And I was like, what if, and I just, and I couldn't let that go. And so that's when I started researching more about human design and by that. And then, you know, even before I, I kind of started applying my human design at the same time I left my day job, but I wasn't teaching on it because I was still learning it. Right. So yeah. When I left my day job, my business was making maybe two grand a month on a good month, right? right. Clearly not right. enough to replace my income, not enough to live off indefinitely. But my husband, and I had put aside a little bit. He was making decent money. So I was like, okay, I have some extra. We have like, I can try this for a while. And if I need to go back to a job, I will. Right. But I took that leap out and I kind of struggled for a couple more months. I kind of kept hustling and doing all the things and trying to work to make the money happen. Cause I was so desperate to not have to go back to a day job. And then I kind of hit a wall and I just remember being like, what if I just really try to embrace this oh whole God. human design concept, even if it's not a real thing, maybe there is something to this. Cause I've been working so hard my whole life to get good grades, to make money. And yet I still have all this debt 
and I still can't make all the money I want, whether it's for someone else or on my own. So something, I, I need to try something different, right? And I was like, what if just for a month, I think, I think I started with a month. I was like, what if just for a month, you use this human design stuff in your business? And oh that was when everything shifted. And it was like, all of a sudden I started making more and more. And then all of a sudden I was making 10K months. And then I was making, you know, six figures a year, which was more than I'd ever made in my day job, you know, in publishing. It was like, oh my God, you know? And so that's when I then was, I became obsessed with human design because at that point I'd kind of moved into business coaching as I had more success and saw what it took to run a business. I started coaching others on it. And then I was like, really in human design, I've noticed all my clients are so different from one another. And what works for one person doesn't always work for another person. And then I realized I'm like, well, yeah, cause they're all designed differently. They have different yes. gifts. And yes. so for me, human design was the gateway for me to understand my clients more and also to understand myself more and to understand how we all work differently with not just business, but also money and how we're all meant to kind of function differently and have different energetic outputs and different gifts that we apply in order to make money in a way that actually feels good to us and doesn't burn us out. And so that's where I've now ended up today is working on, you know, teaching human design and training other human design readers. Cause I think it's such a powerful tool, but also a lot of what I do is human design for entrepreneurs or human design for just money in general. Right. So even for people who are in the corporate world or working for others, how they can also use their human design in that setting to call in more money effortlessly. Well, and this is what I love about what I've so drawn to you. Um, with human design is I just felt like this woman knows this journey. And also I feel like authentically you had really been in the corporate world and also, and also really in the academic world. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. Um, and then you move through the journey and you are told you, if anything, are such a great mentor. I mean, I think you were the one I really, cause I've, I did, you know, you know, I've done a session with you, you know, I'm in your membership, but also I did the monthly money, um, design. I'm going to say, that. Oh yeah. Wired for wealth. Mm-hmm. Wired for yeah. wealth. Yes. That was and so fun. I just felt, yeah, I felt like you were, t- cause I'm also just like you, a splitting projector, but I, I also felt like I could trust you to be really walking the talk because yeah. I think that's the thing in the spiritual community. I think everyone's like love and light, love and light. And let's all go ahead and just manifest money, money, money. But I feel like you take people by the hand with their design, not just because you and I are the same, but whoever they are, you walk them through the steps and you're, you have so beautifully crafted your programs to take people through that journey because it does not happen overnight. And I wanted to talk to you about that more too. So what is your advice for people? Um, I, I know you have so much wisdom, but when they're coming into human design and they're learning about it, give us the 101, like what's the best way to walk through the journey? And I, yeah. you, if anyone's even interested, you better sign up for anything that Taylor is doing because she is <laughs> the best. Anyway. I'll oh, keep- thank you. Um, I'd okay. say with human design, the first piece is always, I always tell people, I say it's, it's such a, like, let's be clear. Human design is such a complex system. There is yeah. so much. There it's, it's insane. I'm still learning. Like I'm now, I consider myself an expert. I think I know more than a lot of other human design readers. Cause I've really, I have a one in my profile for those of you who know human design. I'm, I love learning and studying and traditional studying the facts. And so for me, I'm constantly learning more and going deeper. And there's still parts of it that I'm still learning in a way where there's really little parts that don't even ever come up even on advanced readings. Cause it's so minute, but it's like, it's just such an insanely complex system. So the first piece is it can be overwhelming, but the, the good news is that in human design, there's really only two things you really need to know about your design and focus on in order to tap into kind of the power of human design and, and learning how to honor it. And so for, for those of you who are just new to it, I'd say 
Google free human design chart, or you can go to, I like my You can create a free account there. There's others where you don't even need to create a free account, but you enter in your birth info. You have to have your birth time, your birth date, your birth, like city, state, country, whatever you put all that in. And then your human design chart is generated. It will make no sense to you when you look at it. That's just, <laughs> but every site will always have some written text along with it. That tells you many different things, but the things you want to look for are your energy type and your authority. And when you learn your energy type and your authority, these are the two key parts of your design that you can start digging into. You can Google, you can find so much information out there for free. It depends who you resonate with because there's some very dogmatic teachings around human design. I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I'm very much non-dogmatic and very flexible with interpretations of human design because I think that's a little more empowering for people. Um, But you know, it's really looking at your energy type and your authority. And that's because energy type tells us it's kind of like the first thing you learn. So for me, I'm a projector. There's five different types of energy types out there. You can only be one of the five. It doesn't change. And, um, your energy type kind of tells you how you're meant to exchange energy with the world around you, with the universe, with other people around you. This includes that'll say, you know, your strategy that's tied to your energy type. So, you know, are you supposed to wait to be invited to share your gifts with people? That's us projectors. Um, Or are you supposed to, you know, kind of just inform people when you have inspiration and then let them know and then run wild with it. And, you know, once you've informed the people around you, that's manifestors, right? There's different ways in this, this strategy of your energy type should be applied to kind of every part of your life. Right. Um, And so for me, that was something, this was a big change in my business where as a projector, the strategy as a projector is I need to wait for the invitation. I'm projectors or guides. We're very wise. We have a lot, we see things differently and we have a different perspective. We're meant to guide people. But in order to guide people, those people need to be open to being guided. So if I'm just, that was the thing is I was taught to cold pitch in my business. That's what a lot of us are taught starting out in our coaching business. And I was sliding into people's DMs and cold pitching and getting on free discovery calls that I can't, were thinly veiled sales calls, right? Like all these sleazy taxes that now even just saying them, I'm like, oh, that's disgusting because I haven't done that for years. But at that point, when I realized as a projector, I need to be invited to share my gifts with people. I stopped doing sales calls. And instead just started putting out more posts that just showcased what I could do and what offers I had and left a call to action of where people could find them if they were interested. And that was it. So it just became so much easier at that point. So that was the first, that's the first piece is learning your energy type and strategy. strategy and authority for free on the internet. There's so many people who write about it. I encourage you to find one that feels very expansive and very limitless in interpretation of that. Cause there are people who are like projectors, you can't at all sell. And I'm like, that's not true. Like, you know, like thing yeah. about human design should ever put you in a box. It should only ever feel like a relief. And so if it doesn't feel like a relief or like a permission slip, when you read it, 
go find someone else who explains it in a way that does feel like that to you, right? Exactly. So. And that's what I loved about you. And I think that's how I found you. I mean, you yeah. were just sharing this wisdom and I, I so resonate. I just wanted more, more, yeah. more saying it just so resonated with me. And I just want to also really share with people your evolution too, because where you are now, even further than when I first met you a few years ago, you've even graduated, you've even gotten further into your design. Yeah. And I love, because I, and this is what, how I see you. I see you as being a leader in the online space of how to live in alignment with your energy in a way that really resonates for you and is also fearless. I mean, I'm sure you have your moments, but oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, wanna, I really want you to explain that. I know, yeah. you know, the evolution, of course, you know, your design, being a mother and your, you and your husband and, and letting people know they can get off, you know, the shtick on, you know, Facebook, they don't have to do it. Yeah. I would love you to talk about that more. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. So, and, uh, and actually, and this even ties in, because I don't even think I finished because we kind of went on a tangent there, but the, it yeah. ties in perfectly with that second piece of what I was telling people to look at with their human design is their authority, right? So in human design, your authority is how you are meant to make decisions. It's like your inner guidance. And um, there's se like seven different types of authorities. You, again, will only have one. You'll have some of the secondary, but when you pull up your chart, it'll tell you your main authority. It'll say your authority is and a lot of people are an emotional authority or sacral or splenic, and then it starts to get a little bit more rare from there. But um, your authority is all about how you can tune in, look inward and find, for the most part, most of them are inward. One or two of them is looking outward. But, you know, like most of the time, it's how we can look inwards and find that guidance within ourselves um, for whatever is the next right step for us individually. And so for me, it's been an interesting journey because for me, I'm a splenic projector. So my, my authority is my splenic um, guidance and the spleen center in human design rules intuition and knowing what's healthy for you what isn't knowing what's just inexplicably right for you and what isn't right um, what's safe and what isn't um, and so for me it's this very open-ended constant subtle guidance that I'm always kind of feeling of like oh that doesn't feel good or that doesn't feel right something feels off oh this feels better when I go over here and do this instead right like it's so a lot of my journey has been learning to trust that but that's this is the second piece and I'll, I'll kind of explain how this has led to my big shift with lifestyle and with, um, like you said, with, with social media and everything like that in my business. But these two pieces together, your energy type and your authority, a lot of people say, and I, I agree with this more or less, is that that's about 90% of what it takes to live your design. So if you don't want to get crazy into human design like me, you do not have to. You just learn about your energy type, which includes your strategy and your authority of how you make decisions. And then apply those things as much as you can to every area of your life and keep doing it with bigger and bigger things gradually over time to build the trust in it because learning to trust that this is a safe way to be and that this is how you're meant to be it takes time to kind of decondition the way we've been taught right so like you said that this has been my big trajectory has been in the last few years that I've been doing specifically human design and business and money has been that um you know I I always knew I wanted time freedom in my business and then it started to make more sense why I wanted so much time for me. I think a lot of us do. We want to do what we have with the time we have on this earth, right? We want to do what we want. So it's like, that's a normal, I think, human thing. Um, but for me as a projector, I realized having a lot of things on my calendar and having full work days didn't feel good to me because that doesn't honor my energy as a, as a projector. But also beyond that, um, I knew when I, when because when I started my business, I didn't have children. And I, I knew that eventually my husband and I wanted kids one day and I just knew I didn't want to be working all day when my children were at home and I didn't want my husband to have to be working all day. Like I wanted us all to be together 
as much as we wanted to be. And so I just knew I needed to start my business and set it up in a way where it would allow for that. And so when I first started making six figures in my business and making five figure, multiple five figure months, I started realizing that while it was easy to sell and the work I did, I was loving it. Um, it was also not sustainable. And for me, there was a big wake up call because, and this was again, where my splenic intuition kind of kicked in where my splenic authority kicked in was I, oh my gosh, over two years ago now, it feels like can't have been that long, but it was, it was like two, two and a half years ago, I got pregnant and I had a miscarriage and it was a very drawn out process. That was very difficult mentally and physically. And I realized at that time that everything I was doing in my business, while it didn't feel like work, while it felt like the kind of work I wanted to be doing, it was all very active and required me to be on quite a bit. And intuitively, I started to sense that this isn't sustainable, even though it was so much less work than I'd been doing in a day job. And I was making so much more money and I was loving it. I also realized that that was kind of that chapter was coming to an end. And intuitively, that was the guidance I was getting. It was like, you need to start to restructure your business. This is a wake up call, right? Because I was, I had a lot of morning sickness before I miscarried and then I miscarried and then the recovery and dealing with the miscarriage, it was like, I still had to show up for calls with clients. I had to, that was how a lot of my income was coming in through group coaching calls or programs where I was on a lot. And um, even though I was only on like three or four hours a day, it was still every day during the week, right? So I started listening to what felt healthy for me. And that's a big thing with my splenic authority is what feels healthy intuitively for me. And it's yeah. kind of inexplicable, but I was like, this doesn't feel healthy anymore was like the way mm -hmm. I could describe it. And mm -hmm. so even though I had miscarried, I was like, I think this is that kind of nudge I need from my intuition and my body to shift the way I do my business. And so I started it took me probably a year from that miscarriage, but I got, I got pregnant again several months later and then now have my beautiful daughter. But while I was pregnant, I was working my whole pregnancy and a few months beforehand. So basically a whole year before my daughter was born to restructure my business so that it became more passive. And that meant taking a lot of my programs that I taught um, live and making them passive, right? Putting them in passive offers, setting up funnels for things, starting to be on platforms more where I could have exposure without having to be on them quite a bit. So things like Pinterest and even YouTube to a degree, um, really working on the SEO on my website, which honestly working on it meant one day I sat down and just put some keywords into my pages. And then all of a sudden it took off on Google, right? Like it Yay. didn't have to be hard. But doing these things and really looking at what feels healthy to me, what feels intuitively right to me. And none of this, none of this was stuff. I mean, it wasn't anything brand new. Like clearly other people have been on Pinterest and Google and stuff, but no one taught me to do this stuff. No one said, this is what you should do next to make your business passive. I was just every step of the way I kept listening to that intuitive guidance from my spleen, right? From my, that inner guidance I have. And I kept shifting things and shifting things in my business and repurposing things and creating funnels and creating all these passive offers. And then I was working the whole time on creating my human design reader resource, which is it trains people to become human design readers. And it's a massive program. It's like 20 plus hours of content, thousands of PDF pages, like all this stuff. It's a, I'm so proud of it. It's such a powerful resource and it's so affordable for people compared to other human design oh programs God. out there, which is what my idea was for it. And so mm -hmm. I knew while I was making it, while I was pregnant, I was like, this is going to be self-paced because it, it could be something I could walk people through 
through a six-month program of how to become human design readers but I knew intuitively for me and for the people who I wanted to reach that wasn't correct even though I could have probably charged a lot more and had a very different type of business intuitively it just felt wrong it felt almost icky at that point once I had identified that and so I shifted that and I, I just made sure it was from the beginning I knew it was going to be a passive offer and now at this point where we are in the business is I've we're still making five figure multiple five figure months, but it's most of that income is passive, you know, like anything that's not passive, any calls I take on and, and also running my membership, which is a low cost membership that I just love. Um, those things are things I do when I feel like it and they're not they're They don't make up the bulk of my income, you know? Yeah. And so every step of that, that was following the intuition. And, and a lot of that also led me to, like you said, not being on Instagram and Facebook as much. And, and I, I have team members, I have social media manager and they, they take care of most of that for me. Right. And so I, now I get to be in my zone of genius where I write, I love writing and I get to yeah. create content when I feel like it. And then I give it to them and they repurpose it as, as multiple types of content. Right. Like mm -hmm. it's, and it's so powerful and I get to still reach people. And even then, even right now, we're kind of taking a, an even bigger step back in my business from Instagram and Facebook and we'll still mm -hmm. have a presence there, but we're going to be focusing even more and more on places like YouTube and SEO and, and Pinterest and even a little bit of TikTok because all that can be done in advance. And then the, the, life shel the shelf life of that content is so much more and can reach more people with less effort on my end, right? Less exactly. work. Exactly. I just, this is what it just, I am so impressed because as you're the one who stands out to me of really truly living in your and not your design and your ethics about what you believe to be so about how to manifest the type of business you want because we're, people are so close to trying mm -hmm. to do it but they're doing everything and they're not having results and they're so burnt out yep. and they're ready to throw in the towel mm -hmm. and that that's why I love like I said I love you as a leader because you're so steeped in this you have this grounded way of doing it but you've done right up to the edge with your I'm sure they're measured risks to a certain degree but you just yeah. live it totally it's it's phenomenal and it's, it's and it's so fun and that's the thing is over time the more you do it and the more you start to trust it the the more fun it gets and it's still like you said earlier I still have my moments I have moments I had I just kind of went through a whole six month cycle of inner work and going through self-doubt and all this on different levels and um, coming, feeling like I was up against my edge with investments in my business. But then I always, whenever I'd get really into that negative headspace, I'd start to guide myself back to like, all you have to do is listen to your authority. All you have to do is do what feels right. Cause every time you've done that in the past, you have phenomenal results. You have all this evidence that shows that when you follow that, it, it all works for you and it, and it keeps working for me. Right. And it's like, but it's, it's, it can be a challenge. I have a lot of those moments, right? Like I know right now I've been working on for the last almost two years or more an Oracle deck. So we, it's my first physical product and yeah. that's actually, we're about to probably open up pre-sale probably around the time that this, this episode airs. Yes. And, um, yeah. Hopefully fingers crossed. And that's, I just got my, like my final sample from the printer. It's gorgeous. It's high end. It's, and it's, it's, it's not even human design. It's, it's all around money mindset. It's called the wealthy woman Oracle. And it's all money and mindset around money and transforming the way we just generally relate to money. Um, so it's not the human design side of things, but the way that started was purely an intuitive hit. Like, I just remember being like, why aren't there any Oracle decks around money? I was like, I want, I could create a deck. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Because at that point I'd been practiced at starting to trust my intuition. And at first it started out as a small thing and we had all these speed bumps, but then it, 
became this big thing. And now it's, it's been like a huge investment of time and energy and money. But every step of the way, whenever I get scared and feel like I'm at my edge, I come back to, okay, what feels intuitively correct to me? What do I need to shift? If I shift this, does that feel better? If I shift that, does that feel correct? Right. And just letting that guide me. And it's really been phenomenal how it's unfolded and um, come out even better than I thought it would. Right. Because oh I my called God. it Wait to every see that. step of the way. That's oh my gosh. Genius. So That's yeah. genius. Now, yeah. do you also imagine you'll have, um, are you going to just obviously release it to all your, you know, your amazing, you know, customers, followers, are you going to have a little bit of a tutorial with it or what? I'm so excited. I'm so, so right now <laughs> with the wealthy woman Oracle, we, um, so we have the deck and eventually shortly after the deck launches a, a few months after that, we're going to have like a really premium, um, guided journal with it, like a custom designed interior pages with prompts and everything like that, that accompanies the deck. Um, but when the deck launches initially, it'll also launch with a product line. So there's, um, some like sacred ultra cloths from with art from the deck on it. They're like silk and they're beautiful that you can use to lay your deck on and things like, or you use these wall hangings. We have posters, we have um, journals with art from the deck on the covers of just blank journals and stuff. And so there's all these things. And so the idea is first we'll launch the product line in the deck. A couple months after we will have um, this premium journal with these really powerful journaling prompts that accompany the cards beautifully. And then um, after that, my plan, we'll see if this happens, if it still feels correct at the time, but intuitively it still does, is to have me create a little program around it, just like, you know, like that people can purchase for, I don't know, I don't know how much yet, probably 50 to $100, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Or mm-hmm. if they want to really go in depth with this kind of work, they can do that with that. And then eventually I'd love to bring on other women who have really powerful work, but in different areas. So I have someone who does breath work. Um, there's other people I'm talking to who do like yoga, um, who all are these really amazing women who will come together and um, they'll kind of bring their modalities to the deck. So kind of pairing like different yoga poses for different cards for abundance or kind of pairing breathwork activities for each card and the message behind each card to activate that with the new. So then there's something for everyone, right? Then they can purchase these individual collaborations and that also lifts these other women up um, because that's kind of also the whole point of this deck is, you know, more wealth, more, more of a feminine approach to energy. So of course, men who want to be more in touch with their feminine can benefit from this as well, but also, you know, um, more just empowering women of, of all shapes, sizes, colors, everything to just be more empowered around money. Right. I love it. I yeah. just absolutely love it. I mean, how exciting. I mean, yeah. really, I mean, that so is excited. So, I'm so excited. That's like, so cutting edge. I'm like, yeah. why didn't I mean, of course, because you thought of it. I was like, why didn't anybody think about that? Well, there you go. Because, you know, you have to like pull it, pull it. We love Oracle decks, of course, mm-hmm. but you're right. There's nothing in there about money, not one thing. No, right. Well, so it's like, here's here's my, I know this oh is my God. a podcast recording, but I have the sample here. Yeah, just, yeah, you guys can see it, but oh my God. It's beautiful. Well, we'll all, so. You guys can pre-order it and get all yeah. your hands yeah. Amazing. So I want to talk a little bit about um how human design was it channeled i tell me that part i don't know yeah um, tell me about yeah. that yeah know. so the way human design came about so um we have ra uru who is the creator of human design i believe i'm gonna probably butcher his last name because i haven't bothered to memorize it but it's yeah. alan krakow or something like that very he's a let's be real he's a white man who yeah. back i think in the 80s channeled human design right so i always like to tell people that because i'm like first of all let's take it with a grain of salt and this is something i tell you that all the other i've never other human design yep. readers i think i've made a little bit of a 
of an enemy out of, of myself with them because I kind of undermine human design in a lot of ways because realistically at the end of the day it's pretty much all made up but so is any other spiritual modality right and it's like and I know some people are like that's blasphemy in this industry or what but it's I think it's empowering because at the end of the day I think human design is a tool I yeah. think it's such a beautiful tool when we use it in an empowering way and I think the same thing about anything like tapping or reiki or astrology or anything I think anything can be a beautiful tool but everything should always be a tool right like it should never be like this is the answer to life and if you don't follow this then you're screwed and it's like that's that doesn't like to me that feels almost cultish right like with anything and I think and I hear a lot of people nowadays saying human design is a cult and I get it because a lot of people first of all again with the founder of human design he's he passed away a while ago but he his his the people who really subscribe to the way he teaches it it's like he's infallible in a way right and then and then we have people interpreting it and, and carrying down that dogmatic languaging that was first used when human design was quote-unquote channeled right and there are things it's so freeing in terms of like projectors you can be successful working only three to four hours a day that's empowering but when people say as a projector for you work more than three or four hours a day you're out of alignment with your design you're not going to make any money blah blah that's not true necessarily right <laughs> like it's just like that's how limiting what's the point i feel like the whole gift that human design gave me was this empowering freedom this permission slip but if you're gonna say it in a way where that's immediately taken away then what's the point of it right yeah. you're just trading yeah. one set of limitations for another at that point and so yes human design was channeled Robert who quote-unquote heard a voice like when they capitalize it with a v right so it's like mm -hmm. to me that's i take this as a grain of salt he also the way he channeled this is human design is also a, an amalgamation of various ancient spiritual modalities from different cultures so it incorporates a lot of astrology it incorporates the I Ching, it incorporates kabbalah and it incorporates the chakra system so that's also not something that's discussed and i think that's important to discuss to say that this is also built on thousands of years of other spiritual modalities from other cultures that are often marginalized right and it was, you know, so it's just being, having this awareness about it and not taking it so seriously because it's a very new thing, relatively speaking. And it's also, you know, I just, I just don't think it is the answer to life. I don't like, I don't think it's the meaning of life. I think it's an incredibly powerful tool. And if it, anything resonates with you, then it's real for you. And if it doesn't, then you don't need it. Right. Exactly. Especially if there's that heavy dogma, that right. sounds like a lot of other, uh, sort of religious things, mm -hmm. you know, like mormonism scientology mm -hmm. i mean any any religion but that's a discussion for another topic <laughs> that's rigid yeah uh, it's totally true i know i actually it's funny i think i found a facebook page um that very thing you're talking about and this this one guy in there he's almost acting like the mouthpiece for right. the creator and he is just he calls out people on his page about who is doing it wrong and who's not mm -hmm. a true human design expert i was like wow there's yep. some hostility here yeah Definitely yeah there really is and it's and it's interesting because i've i found other human design experts when i was first learning human design that really resonated with me and they were always the people who have the looser interpretation of it and who are like make it your own and who even though i never heard them say the words don't take it so seriously <laughs> that was the energy i got from it and so i like to say those words to people i'm like you guys just remember you know sometimes people will say to me they'll be like my chart doesn't resonate with me i'm like well part of it could be that 
you're just, you have a lot of conditioning. And so it's hard for your ego to let that go. And that's a step to work on. But also keep in mind that maybe human design isn't the answer for you, right? Maybe it just doesn't, and that's okay. Go find something else that does, right? Like that's okay. Learning human design isn't the only way to live an aligned life. And it's funny because I just had a conversation about this in my membership this morning. We had, um, we have often each month, I'll do like a 30 to 60 minute coffee chat where we just kind of it's unstructured and we just all show up on video and chat about human design and someone in there was asking about human design like how do you use your human design to attract your your dream partner or something you know and I said you know I made it very simple for her and and I said as an MG for you you need to follow what excites you and the more you do that in every area of your life the more likely you're going to attract that kind of person into your life but it's a moment to moment day to day sort of thing because that makes you magnetic and I said it sounds so simple but really remember like you can meet your soulmate without knowing human design, right? Like so many people do yes. like me and my husband met and we have such a wonderful relationship and we met years before I found out what human design was, but I realized, and I told them on the call today, I said, I realized that the way we met, it only happened when both of us individually were technically living our designs. We were living our design, him as a generator, me as a projector, we were living our designs. We were focused on ourselves. We were focused on our self-growth and, and, and started to break patterns that were that conditioning that kept us down. So through the human design lens, we, when we lived our designs, we met and we came together and we've had this beautiful relationship for eight plus years. And that was so cool, but I didn't know I was doing that at the time. And for me, it was more just doing what felt good and what felt fulfilling and, and stopping numbing out with things like going to bars and things just to, that, you know, was kind of filling a void, but not really fulfilling me. Right. Like, and so it doesn't matter what lens you look at things through, whether it's human design or not you can still have the life of your dreams and the partner of your dreams and all those things. It just, it just, it's it's about coming back to trusting yourself and valuing yourself. And that's at the core of what I teach with human design. And it's, it feels like almost in some ways human design is just like the vehicle or the way I attract people to my work. I'm kind of like, Hey, you want to learn human design? Really? I'm going to teach you about self-value and self-trust, but we're going to do it through human design, right? Like it's just, that's what I want to teach people. And so whatever way gets you there, that's what matters. Right. Oh my God. So that's perfect segue into, can you tell everybody about, first of all, all your offerings, but should, can we start with a membership? Cause that's yes. something it's newer, but it's so exciting. I, love I and I, it's like, that's probably one of the things I'm most excited. That's a lot. I have so many things I'm excited about in my, mm-hmm. design, so my business that we're working on, but, um, Right now, I'd say the Oracle deck on, which is kind of outside the human design side of my business. And then the membership are my like two most exciting things that I love to, to kind of be in the energy of because the membership, it's about four or five months old, which seems crazy because it feels like just yesterday. But um, I, so I kind of, when we talked about me kind of going off the deep end of like, I'm making everything passive and blah, blah, blah. I did that and it was successful. And then after a while, after, you know, like my daughter was probably like, eight months old or something and I we'd come out of the newborn phase and all that and I had more energy again and more time I was like I miss the connection right with my audience I miss the connection with people and being able to nerd out about human design together and and get to be in each other's energy of transformation and uplifting each other and so I decided I wanted to kind of start a community I already had my Facebook group but it didn't intuitively feel right to be in there as much anymore um so again I just listened to my spleen and was like okay what does feel right? And I was like, I want a community, but I want it to be, I want it to be paid so that I, and I know this about my human design, I need to be compensated in some way in order to yeah. really show up. And whether that compensation is energetic and engagement or it's monetary or both, you know, it's like, there has to be some sort of exchange for me. That's just part of my circuitry in human design. 
And um, so I was like, okay, well, let's make a low cost membership where I can show up when I want, which turns out I like to show up every day, every other day. Oh my <laughs> and, God. Um, let me show up when I want. Wow. Let me wow. create what I want when I want but also create a really beautiful community where other, other people are connecting in there because I felt like in my Facebook group, it was just the Taylor show. And that's, that's not who I like to be in my brand. I very much want it to be more the work and the message um, and the transformation. And I don't need it to be about me. And so I know people are in the membership because they want to ask me questions and engage with me, which I love to do, but also I've seen so many people connect and just the amazing conversations that are happening in there. And then there's other people who have other expertises in human design that I don't, that they're sharing that in there. And it's just been such a powerful, beautiful space and it's still evolving, but it's um, called the Human Design Headquarters Membership. So HDHQ. And it's right now currently $22 a month. I think the price is going up to 33 next month because I have big plans for more things I'm releasing in there. And I just know the price needs to go up to reflect it. So, um, but it's it's just such a steal. And so it's, I love it. It's, it's hosted on Discord, which is off of social media. Um, so people who aren't familiar with it, Discord is a, a, a platform that's been around for a long time. It's, it used to be used mainly by gamers, but more and more people are using it for communities. Um, but I love it because it's like, basically, it's not social media. I'm not competing with an algorithm to have my stuff be seen by the people who want to see it. Instead, there's an app for it. You can be on your phone. You can be on your desktop. But it's our membership is basically just one giant chat room where there's there's all these sub chat rooms right so i have it divided out where if you want to go talk to other manifestors go in there if you want to talk to other people who have the same profiles you go in there or if you have questions for projectors go to the projector thread right i have you know we have um threads on you know all the gates and channels and you can go in there and talk about that right so there's all these different things that you can talk about it's very easy to kind of jump into different conversations in there um we've also started doing community readings in there where we I pick one person from the membership every other week and we put their chart up in the community reading thread and other people come in and just see, here's what I see in your chart or just give something. And I say what I see in their chart. And it's just, we give that person one big kind of mega reading, which I've never I seen. I love that. Year. And it's so fun. So we've, we're on our second one of those right now. So we're kind of still testing it out, but that's been so fun. And I have exclusive master classes in there that I've recorded that are more coming. We have exclusive like guides and PDFs from me in there that are, you know, like, here's how to decondition. Here's how to, you know, like uh, really tap into your, your energy as a manifester, tap into your magic as a projector, right? Like all these little, little and big guides in there that are, you can't find anywhere else. So it's oh, genius. well, right. It. And then what I love about it is like you said, if you are adopting this, you know, doing uh, human design, it, it takes a minute, you know, yeah. and so you have all this, you have this growth process where you want to do it authentically, what aligns for you, right? But you've got to yeah. ask, all, you've got to be in it and tend and tending to it, right? Yeah. Like asking the questions and bouncing. Yeah. And that's why I like having you as my go-to because I feel like you have that, you have that um, grounded perspective, which I adore. And you're also so real, but you also can answer my questions about, you know, yeah. the stuff I have. So it's like a perfect combination of yeah. like all things. And, and also, I feel like so many people just can benefit, again, by community, as we yeah. know. And it's not some, mm-hmm. like you said, there's one guru and you have to do it this way and you have this timeline right. and you have to complete the 12-week course. And yeah, that's exhausting these days, well, right? Well, it's all arbitrary, too, when you think yeah. about it. It's like, who who <laughs> said that it takes us this long to do this thing or we have to do it in this order or these steps? And that's, again, like part of why I love the membership is I see other people being in there saying, hey, I'm an MG. What has helped other MGs to live your design better. And then they'll chime in with the most, the thing that helps them the most. And I just 
I'll say what I've maybe seen my MG clients benefit from, but also, you know, we get firsthand knowledge from other MGs and they say things in different ways that I, I couldn't even imagine saying. Right. And so, yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful community. We have right now over a hundred members in there. Um, and it's been fun because I, I hardly promote it, you know, and I'm just like, I'm like, <laughs> we're, I'm working with my team right now to actually streamline a way where I can consistently, you know, be promoting this so that we grow it. Cause I know, I know it's so powerful and it's going to keep growing. Um, but it's, it's funny because especially with the deck on my mind, it's been something there. It's kind of touch and go with the, the growth of the community, but the people who are in there have stayed for months and they love it. And I love it. And I'm in there, like I said, several times a week answering questions and at least once a month, usually doing a coffee chat, like a, a video chat with people for half an hour to an hour and releasing exclusive content most months, you know, so it's just, it's such a valuable space and I love it. Love so yeah, and it's, it's a good space for if you've just discovered human design and you want to kind of immerse yourself in that world a little bit and have a place to go where you can get questions answered by me or by other people in the community. Um, and there's just a lot of, a lot of my alumni from my programs are in there. So there's a lot of really knowledgeable people who know a lot about human design and some of them in, in some ways know more than me about certain aspects of human design. And they come in and I'm like, Whoa, look at how much you learned since we last worked together. Right. Like, it's just, they're like, Oh yeah, I went into the deep end of how to use human design for your health. And I'm like, Oh great. Cause I don't do that. You know, like, um, so it's I love so cool it. to see that. I love it. So now tell everybody the other parts of the the pro, like the programs you're offering right now. I love how you're saying this is like evergreen for you and that people can like tend to it at their yeah. own pace, things like that. So tell us about all the other things that you offer. Yeah. So um, of course you can always, if you want to just like a taste of things, you can always go to tailoringcoaching.com slash freebies. And that's where I, I list out all my different freebies. So it's like, you want human design and money freebie, human design and business freebie, human design, like how to become a reader freebie. Like we have those things. And it's a big page because I create so much content and you can you go do, through there yeah. and okay. start there. You are. You are. And, um, but then for my actual offers, the ones that I love the most are, um, so I have, if you want to do human design and money and the way human design is applied to money, which is one of my favorite topics is um, one of the best places to start is with my money matrix program, which is $111. And the cool thing about this is that when you enroll, you send in your chart to me and I personally look at it and I create a PDF within a week that I email to you that has curated video modules for you based on your design, but also it has your unique money formula based on your design. So like, kind of like, you know, like as this kind of a generator, blah, blah, here are the things, the kind of core things you do in all areas of your life to make money. Here's your money formula, right? And then I give you a customized seven step system to like journaling system that you can use every day to tap into your authority, to tap into the strengths of your design, to get clarity each day on what you need to do that day as the next right step for you to call in the money you desire, right. To get closer to that. Amazing. So it's a beautiful daily tool um, and it's customized to each person's design. So no two PDFs are really the same um, for people. So um, yeah, so that's super cool. And then um, I have to get, I don't have that one. <laughs> yeah. But then, um, but then, but then from there, the next step from there is the program you did, you said wired for wealth, which again, you can do, you can do these out of order. They're not in a specific order, but that's the order I love doing them in. Um, cause the money matrix is more of a daily tool that you can use to tap into your human design and money and find the, that clarity you did wired for wealth, which is such a beautiful program where it was originally that year long program. And now it's self-paced so you can purchase it and get it all at once. Um, and then you can do it at whatever pace you want. I still think doing it over a year is great, but I know some people are like, I want to do it all in three months. And I'm like, go for it. You know, and you can keep coming back to it as often as you like, but that's another one where you send in your chart to me and I customize it to you. I send you the appropriate modules based on your design. And it's basically 
every month or every module is based on one of your different energy centers. And I give you a ritual to help you decondition like the, the way we've been using that center improperly around money and instead tap into the way that you are meant to use that energy center in your chart to harness the gifts of it to call in money. And it's, it's meant to be a deeper kind of subconscious reprogramming thing rather than a daily tool but it's, it's a deeper transformation. Um, so it's a little bit more involved, right? Um, so those are the, the offers around human design and money for now. I have a third one that'll be the like last level of it that'll be coming out hopefully next year. But um, those are those ones. If you wanna become a human design reader, just know everything about human design. That's my ultimate human design reader resource, which is really one of my favorite programs. It's the program I'm probably the most proud of because it took a full year or more to create. And um, I did it while I was pregnant during a very difficult pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. But I think it kept me sane during the pregnancy because it gave me something to focus on. But um, that was, it's, it's basically, it teaches you all the things you need to know, all the human design knowledge you need and all the kind of mindset and tips and tricks for doing readings, right? So it's not just, just education. It's also, you see me doing sample readings with real life clients. You see, I have modules on how to adapt human design to your niche with tips for that, you know, like how to do readings and really apply it because, and this is, it's, it's only $600. And the reason that's a big deal is because most human design trainings that are at this level, or even some that don't even go over as much information are at least a thousand dollars, if not $10,000. Right, right, exactly. And, 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 and some of those are great programs. And for some people, they love having live support, which you don't have with the human resource. So that's the trade-off. But I personally just want something. I bought one of those programs that had like live Q and A and everything. And I never use, I just, especially one line in my profile, I can just sit down and study and I can get it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I just need the self-study. So if that's something that you want, right, where you want self-study and you want all of the human design knowledge. Oh, and there's cheat sheets to help you easily create notes for readings. Right. And you want you know, kind of some of the more the basics and all the advanced knowledge, and you want tips on how to actually do readings, then yeah. that's all in there for $600. And I just, it's such a great program. And it's probably my most successful one. Well, and also, hello, it. you're, you can build, you could literally start building mm -hmm. a business. You have to get yeah. your marketing down. It's not overnight. We know that. Right. But still, you're getting people, right. uh, people to create a yes. business. It's, it's a whole, it's <laughs> all you need. It's everything other than teaching you how to sell and how to like market. Uh, yeah. And even then I even kind of touch on how to start offering readings and how to price readings, my suggestions. Right. Um, right. So it's like, but aside from like telling you how to actually set up the business side of it, it's all the knowledge you need to confidently give readings and to, exactly. to give them. And, and that, and honestly, humans are so popular that it's like personally, and this is, I've raised my rates over time. I currently charge $250 for an hour reading. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, you can make, you know, I'm not saying you necessarily start charging that out the gate, but I know people who start charging $50, $100 for readings right off the bat. And you can make right investment back to us and then have a new that. revenue yeah. stream, you know? Yeah. So it's just, exactly. it's, I love it. Um, so that's incredibly powerful. And then I do have a human design for business program um, that is really powerful. And that's, um, it's called human design for business, but it was an old mastermind of mine that I used to walk people through for months. And we, pulled all the modules down when I decided I was no longer running it because I'm not doing so many things that require me to show up as much as a you know, projector mm -hmm. and a mom. Um, and it's now much less expensive because there's no live support with it, but it's all, it's still tons of valuable content of how you can apply your human design to your business. And also it still teaches you the very basics. So if you want to use human design with your clients or offer very basic human design readings, it gives you the foundation for that. It doesn't give you nearly as much as you get in the reader resource, but right. um, 
but yeah, so that's also there for people who are entrepreneurs who like me, because that was something I wanted when I started out, when I started applying my human design to my business, I just was making it up. I was like, I think as a projector, I'll market this way. And I think I'll oh use this energy center in this way. And after having done that and then worked with hundreds of clients at this point to help them do the same, I put it into this program, which um, has been so helpful for people who want to use their human design in their business to, to create business in a way that it's aligned for them. And it's not just another bur- source of burnout. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So oh those my. are, those are the main offers. There's so many. Others, there's but your sweet. There's your umbrella. There you go. Yeah. Well, really Taylor, you're a phenom and I just admire you so much and you will con- continually be like a, a mentor for me about how to live my design and And also just like how to do it so authentically. So all you guys, I know you're going to go follow her because your website, super easy, are just taylereaton.com, right? Uh, Taylereatoncoaching.com. Yeah. Coaching. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. And I'll put all these links, of course, in the show notes. And you guys run out. Don't just take your time. (laughs) Run out and join that membership. Get in her programs because she is exceptional and special in this. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I had an amazing time with you. I want to thank you so much for being on the show. And um, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.